Welcome to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another episode of Rotten Reviews. On tonight's episode, we will be talking about the 2013 horror comedy, Bad Milo. Um, it's got a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb and 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, pretty much a stressed out man. Uh, doesn't know how to control his stress or how to manage it. Which creates a tiny little demon ulcer monster that comes out of his ass and kills whatever he's stressed out about. And then once it's done killing, it climbs back inside of him. I'll let that sink in for a little bit. Um, it's definitely a different movie. Um, definitely unique. And yeah, we'll get right into it. What is it? You got a thing in your butt. This lump in your colon is due to poor stress management. We love seeing you guys. We want grandkids. You gotta learn to relax. It's been a crazy couple of weeks at work. I just want you to be straight with them. You want me to fire this guy today? You'll do fine. Oh! oh. Again with your damn stomach! Shut up and eat your damn dinner, son! I hate you! Ah. Hey, I'm pregnant. Whoa. Pushed into a corner by someone. I'm looking on your computer. I think I may have deleted something important. What? This creature comes out and attacks that someone. This thing is a part of you. What are you talking about? It's a metaphor. This is the furthest thing from a metaphor. Wow. Stomach flu? Yeah. Where are you? I'm knocking on no one's phone. What do we do? Bond with it. And if I do, then it won't hurt anybody else. Hopefully. Milo? Milo? I had a much better name. So the movie starts out with Duncan, our main character, who's running in a panic. Uh, he's being chased by something, and 
He's making into what looks like to be his house, and he's yelling at his wife to go hide in the basement. Um, come find out the little thing that's chasing him is Milo, the monster that comes out of his ass. Then the next scene, we see, uh, well, it's still in the same scene, but we see Duncan yelling and screaming as the camera pans into his mouth and goes down into his stomach and stuff. And then we have the, the title pops up. And then the next thing we have is 123 hours earlier, which, you know, usually I don't see a, like 123 hours as being the thing. Usually it's like 48 hours, 72 hours, but they want to do 123 hours. Which, you know, there's a lot that happens in those 123 hours. So, I guess it makes sense. Um, but yeah, we see Duncan, who's getting ultrasound. Which looks... On first instant, it looks like it's maybe his wife going for an ultrasound. Because it looks like a pregnancy kind of related thing. But it's not. It's because he's having such uh, strong stomach pains. And so many issues in his stomach. That it requires him to go get checked, of course. Uh, Duncan is then talking to his uh, doctor. And his doctor's just like, well, you have uh, PSM, I believe it's called, poor stress management, which is causing him to have these incredibly painful stomach pains. And we find out that Duncan usually spends about 90 minutes per day in the washroom. Um, don't know how many uh, washroom breaks that is uh, broken up into, but he spends about 90 minutes per day in the washroom. And then we uh, just see Duncan outside of his work in the next scene. He's pretty much works a 9-to-5 desk job. And he's just so unwilling to go inside. He has no uh, like no will to go inside. He just does not want to be there, which is causing stress as well. Uh, he shows up to work to find out that his office is being taken over. And that he's uh, being moved to a new position that he knows nothing about. A position he did not apply for. A position he does not even want. Because this position requires him to fire and lay off people. And that's going to cause him some more stress in his life. And he does not want that. But uh, too bad he's going to have to deal with it anyways. But yeah, Duncan's talking to his uh, boss about this new position. And having to fire people. And he, he gets to where his boss takes him to where his new office is. And he's going to be sharing um, this office with another gentleman called Alistair who's a weirdo uh, but anyways this office isn't even an office it's uh, actually a washroom like a two-stall washroom that's been turned into an office where they put like plastic bags over the toilets and Duncan's like this isn't even a washroom or an office he's like well it kind of is now so enjoy your new office hey guys just take it all down the hall and get all up what you say doc new office part of the new job what Job. Human resources. <laughs> I'm an accountant. I don't know the first thing about humans. Okay. It's temporary. You're far too valuable an accountant to keep an HR permanently. Yeah. I'd love to help. I just don't know if I'm the right man for the job. Do you believe in this company? Yes. Do you believe in our mission statement? Yes. Our employees are also our clients, of course. Our clients trust us because we put our own skin in the game. I'm in the game. I'm in the game, too. Hey, the retirement account is here. Mine is here. We're in this together. Right, right, right. Which is why I need you to handle the layout. What? You're a nice guy, Dunk. Thank you. Which is exactly what we need right now. A nice guy. And we gotta let some people go, okay? You just said you're a team player. I am a team player. It's just that I don't... I don't... I've never fired anybody before. Mm -hmm. It's easy. You'll love it. I'm so glad you're on board. Uh, like I said, this is a job. So, your new office. This is a bathroom. 
It was a bathroom, and now it is an office for sure. Hey there, Cubie. Then we cut to Duncan showing up at his first treatment with his therapist uh, because the doctor suggested for him to work on his stress management to go uh, see a therapist. Um, but yeah, in the therapist's office, he has this like parrot or some kind of bird. I'm not a bird expert at all. It's, it's a bird that talks. I know parrots talk. Anyways, uh, the parrot keeps calling him a witch doctor. Which probably, if you're going to see a therapist and the bird in the office keeps calling him a witch doctor, probably not a very comforting thing to hear. And then the therapist, before even getting to know Duncan at all, um, he's like, Alright, let's get right into hypnotherapist. Or hypnos hypnosis. And Duncan's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. How about we just lie and say we do it, and you say I'm fine, and we go on with our life, and I'll keep coming back, I'll keep paying you, but how about we don't do any, do any of that stuff? Um, yeah. Then the the doctor gets a little upset. He's like, I'm here. God put me here to help people, and that's what I want to do. This whole time, he's got this giant bird feather, and he's rubbing it all over Duncan's face and making him feel very uncomfortable and very nervous about it. And he's like, you know what? Like, how about I just go? And then we cut to Duncan at a family dinner. As mom says, apparently his mom and his dad are separate because she's uh, shacking up with a guy that's about the same age as him. And it's kind of awkward because he at one point he's like, why don't you call me daddy? Actually, he's like, you know, daddy's reserved for someone else. How about you just call me poppy? Papa? Something? Son? No, that's just weird. How about we don't do any of that kind of stuff? Because you're the same age as me, so that's kind of weird. Uh, then um, the mom invites over this, uh, I forget what the exact fertility doctor, I believe. Um, I think his name was Phil. But yeah, he invites him over because um, she's worried that he's not active enough in his relationship and she wants grandkids i guess that's where that's going because they're getting at a certain age where the the eggs might not be good anymore and he should act on it before it's too late yeah it's just awkward to be at a family dinner and have something like that pop up kind of weird but uh then duncan gets a call at the dinner so he has to uh go into the kitchen and his buddy alistair his cubicle buddy uh calling um he accidentally deleted all the work that duncan was working on uh, like for the last year with this client and uh, Duncan's is not very uh, happy with it and he's also calling to let Duncan know that the toilets in their office are not active working toilets so he must have tried to take a shit and it caused a lot of back flooding or something I don't know he was in a panic and somehow he went onto Duncan's computer and then saw a file and deleted it I don't know why that makes sense but it does I guess this point Duncan's getting so stressed out with work and because you know he just lost a year's work of stuff and uh he's, he's very stressed out apparently there's no you know refresh or restore button on that computer so once it's deleted it's deleted um but yeah then Duncan runs into the toilet and he's screaming in pain and his wife is getting ready for bed and literally she uh puts the earphones in and takes like her sleeping meds and this whole time he's going to the washroom it pretty much sounds like he's turning into a werewolf like, we have a close-up of his hand grabbing onto, like, his knee and, like, the banister next to him. And next thing we know, he passes out and falls face down on the floor. And we have the perspective of Milo running. He's, run down, he's running out of the house and running uh, down the street. Um, Milo is now at Duncan's work. And he's going through the, the hallways in search for Alistair because Alistair is the one that caused stress in Duncan earlier in the night because of the toilet incident and deleting all the files. Uh, so yeah, then Milo is, uh, Milo 
uh, finds Alistair and pretty much rips him to pieces in the office and kills him. And then we have uh, Milo coming back to Duncan's body and re-entering his body uh, through the, the butt. That's that's how he leaves the body and that's how he gets back in the body. Duncan's waking up the next morning still on the bathroom floor having no idea what happened. Did not feel Milo coming out. Did not feel Milo going in. Uh, I don't know what that says about his backside but that's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Um, but Duncan's having his morning coffee and at this time he sees uh, on the TV... That Alistair is on the news because his body was found dead by the janitors and they're blaming it on a rabbit raccoon that got into the building apparently I don't know why raccoon was the first uh, reason or sub suspect they came up with but it was a raccoon apparently but yeah then uh, Duncan shows up at work after that and his boss just comes up to him and he's like you're late he's like well yeah I saw the news and everything and you know I slept in a little bit and he's like well you know, at least you don't have to worry about uh, firing him. Well, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. He's dead, so I don't have to fire him. And then we have, like, this montage of Duncan having to fire a bunch of people and getting random items thrown at him. He gets, like, a whole row of condoms thrown at him at one point and some change and all that kind of crap. And then we cut to a scene of Duncan at the hospital laying face down, getting ready for his surgery because they got to go into the butt and snip off a pallop or something that's inside his rectum. Uh, anyways, the doctor's looking around, can't see anything. He's looking around a little bit more, and then Milo's face pops up on the camera screen. And that's kind of interesting scene, I guess, because Milo bites the camera and, like, tries to eat it. But at the same time, he forces the doctor's face into Duncan's ass. It's a very unique movie. Um, and then next thing you know, the doctor pulls his face out of the ass, and it's just covered in little stuff. And it looks like it kind of... Looks like Milo might have took a bite of it. But anyways, and then Duncan wakes up in bed, totally confused as to what's going on. And then he uh, goes to his therapist and pretty much says, you know, come on, let's do the uh, hypnosis and see what's going on with my life. Uh, it's at this point, while under hypnosis, though, Duncan bends over in pain because uh, he's getting pressured and he's getting stressed out. And uh, Milo climbs out of his ass. Scaring the shit out of the therapist, which rightfully so, if a little alien monster came out of my patient's ass, I, I'd be a little bit scared too. And he's uh, trying to hold him off with like a broom or some kind of stick. And uh, the doctor, the therapist is counting down like three, two, one, you know, come out of your hypnosis and help me pretty much. Uh, at this point, Milo bites uh, the therapist's ass and Duncan wakes up and they all have uh, like a scared screaming match with each other because none of them know what's going on at all. They're worried. They don't know what to do. And then Milo gets so scared that he jumps out of the window and pretty much just runs off. The therapist then grabs this old ancient book and says there's apparently an ancient myth about humans' anus. Uh, apparently back in the old times there was mythical creatures that used to come out of the human's ass when stressed out. Uh, never heard of that one before. I don't think I ever will ever again. Therapist says that uh, Milo is a part of Duncan and that he needs to control the bond. He needs to build on the bond because if Milo dies, then a part of Duncan will die. So they're pretty much stuck with each other forever. And that uh, he needs to get this bond under control. That way, Milo won't go out again and kill. Because anytime that Duncan gets stressed, Milo's going to kill whatever's stressing him out. That's just how Milo is. Uh, then we have Phil, I believe is his name. The uh, fertility doctor, who's randomly uh, in this alleyway, um, going down on a prostitute, and then he comes up, 
because she's done. And he's like, ah, it's my turn. She's like, nah, I don't do that kind of stuff. And just walks away. So Phil's like, you know, whatever. And he decides to uh, get his wank on just in the alleyway. And then he starts hearing some noises. Uh, next thing you know, Milo comes out of the darkness and uh, bites his dick off. This movie gets weird. This movie is weird. I guess it's weird from the start. But uh, enjoy it. And we have the uh, therapist and Duncan are back in their office. And uh, Duncan's asleep. But then Milo comes back to the office because he killed Phil. So once he kills whatever's stressing Duncan out, he just comes right back home. Um, but yeah, he's like hiding behind this curtain, Milo is, and he's making like these Mugwai gremlin effects, which is kind of cool. It brings back the nostalgic memories for me. And then uh, Duncan goes over to Milo and, you know, just saying hello to him. He's like, oh, you're, you're bleeding. I think he might be hurt. Duncan is way too scared to let Milo back in and then it's just a like a little argument back and forth between the therapist and Duncan he's like you got you got to do it you just gotta let him in you know babies coming out of vaginas that are much bigger than this you can do this just do it get it over with let's let's get it done and then uh Duncan's like okay whatever fine drops his pants kind of bends over and he's like whistling to Milo like he's a dog like come on boy come home come on Come on, you can do it. And uh, Milo does do it. You know, he climbs up his leg and gets right back up in there. And then the therapist is like, you now need to control your stress to be able to control Milo so he doesn't kill anyone again. If you get stressed out again by anything, anything at all, Milo's going to kill it. Uh, Duncan wakes up the next morning uh, late for work, and he rushes to work, uh, only to find out that uh, one of the accounts banks has been wiped clean. I guess he's like a works for like an accountant or s stocks or something along those lines. And he's one of his main clients. The, their entire bank account has been wiped clean. Uh, we couldn't find out it's actually the main boss, which actually I think the main boss might be Phil. I might I might mix up those names. If I do, I'm sorry. It's something I usually do on each podcast episode. Um, but yeah, the boss is just like, well, to fix this wrong, let's take money out of the other person's bank account a bigger, richer person, let's take money out of that account to refill this account because they know they're broke. That's against the law, but let's do it anyways. Which, of course, causes more stress in Duncan's life. He's like, he knows that's against the law. And he's like, but I can't. I can't do it. And the boss is just like, just just do it. Just just fix your wrong, even though you didn't do anything wrong. Just fix it. And then while Duncan's at work, the therapist calls him. Uh, because on the news, they're talking about the fertility doctor who's been killed by, apparently, another crazy rabbit raccoon. We then have Duncan in the therapist's office. And he's using sock pu puppets to go through scenarios to see why Duncan is the way he is. And it comes down to that Duncan's uh, stress is rooted in having like a falling out with his father, or his father has never been around at all. Hey, honey. So, what's for dinner? Cocktail chicken, but that upsets my stomach. 
Well, we have tons of leftovers, so take it or leave it. <laughs> you got hurt, didn't you? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes, you know, because you, you she's insensitive to my feelings. But why do you keep it inside? It's better to tell her. Okay. Don't tell me that. No. Keep it inside. Yeah. You know, honey, I just, it's just my stomach. I have a very sensitive stomach. Oh, again with your goddamn stomach. Hey, knock it off, all right? Again with your stupid, stupid voice. Hey, I hate you, Dad. I hate you. Shut up and eat your goddamn dinner, son. Hold it. And so then Duncan drives out to the woods where he believes his dad is living, and he finds his dad uh, hotboxing a teepee. Uh, he claims he's meditating, but you can clearly tell he's hotboxing it, and he's like a backwoods hippie character. Um, while talking to his dad, Duncan had uh, some stomach pains because he's getting stressed out. He gets stressed out every time he talks to his dad. That's why he doesn't have a strong bond with him. And uh, he has to tr run into an outhouse because that's what Duncan's dad uses because he's out in the middle of the woods. And uh, he literally undoes his pants. He's like, okay, Bile, I'm letting you out because he knows what's going to happen. Uh, he accidentally drops Milo, or farts him out, whatever it might be, into the the tub of the outhouse. So Milo gets feces all over himself. And then when Milo pops up, he shakes off like a dog, which causes Duncan to get shit all over him. Really weird. Anyways, um, he's trying to calm Milo down because Milo wants to go kill his dad. And he's like, you know what? I got lots of treats at, at work. Come on, just get back inside. We'll head off to work. You don't have to kill him. He's my dad. Just get back up in my butt. Wow. It's, a, it's something else. Oh, but yeah, Duncan wants his dad to join him in a therapy session. And dad straight up and refuses. like, no, I don't do that. I live in the now. I don't live in the past at all. I just live in the now. Um, so Duncan's like, whatever. Gets pissed off and heads back to work uh, to look for food for Milo. And the only thing he can find in his little washroom office is apparently they had a mouse in a cage. Uh, apparently they had an office pet, maybe it was Alistair's, I don't know. Anyways, he, uh, grabs that mouse to put up his butt so Milo can eat. Uh, in the process of doing this, though, another co-worker walks in, and Duncan has her sit down really fast, uh, and she's like, what are you, what are you doing? He's got pants are undone and everything, and he's, like, squirming, and you can hear, like, crunching sound, and the, the mouse making some sounds, and she has, she's, she has no idea what's going on. She's very confused and very worried for him. And he's, he's just, you know, kind of squirming. It's, it's just awkward. It's, it's really awkward. Um, then we have, because she comes in to let him know about the FBI's there to go through all the computers to see what's going on. Apparently there's some money laundering or some other kind of shady works being happened. And then he's, he comes out and he's like, well, where's the boss? And he doesn't see him anywhere. So, um, he runs after him, and he's getting in the elevator. And yeah, the boss's name is actually Phil. So my bad. Fertility doctor, not named Phil. Uh, don't know what his name is. Doesn't matter. He doesn't matter anyways. He's already done. Um, but yeah, Phil pretty much calls Duncan a pussy because he has no balls, and he doesn't know how to do the job right because the whole time Phil's been the one stealing the money from everything, so that's why he's trying to use the elevator to get out. Um this really pisses Duncan off, so Duncan just literally lets Milo out of pants and uh, lets Milo into the elevator, and the elevator door shuts. And uh, as you can probably tell, Milo kills Phil. But that Duncan's all scared for what he just did, so he runs all the way down to the bottom floor where the elevator would be, and he opens up the elevator door just to see 
uh, Milo eating Phil's brains pretty much. And then he calls 911 to be like, uh, there's been another raccoon attack, which there's not, but whatever. Uh, and then Duncan comes home to tell his wife about everything that's going on with the day. And uh, he's stressed out even more because uh, the wife, Sarah, decides to say, you know what, uh, I'm pregnant. So it's nothing like making a bad day even worse, eh? Um, Duncan starts getting stressed out and paranoid because he thinks maybe Sarah planned it without him. Um, and she's like, no, I just found out today. I just took the test today. I, I thought maybe because I missed my period. Well, I wasn't sure, so I took the test today. So he gets all paranoid and literally leaves the house and goes to stay at a hotel of all places. But yeah, we just see him laying on the couch all depressed and everything. And he's got Milo walking around free roam. And uh, Milo just kind of comes up to him all sad. So then he Milo climbs up on the couch and they spoon each other together while watching TV. And then we have like a montage of uh, Duncan trying to feed Milo, but Milo's being really picky, doesn't want to eat anything. And then we see them sleeping in bed and uh, room service knocks on the door, which wakes up Milo. And he's not happy. He wants to eat, eat the lady at the door. So Duncan's got to try and calm him down. And then we have... Uh, Another scene where Duncan's sleeping, he's waking up to all this noise, and Milo's destroying the kitchen, looking for anything to eat, anything and everything pretty much to eat, and Duncan comes into the kitchen, he's like, that's a real dick move, Milo, real dick move, um, then Duncan calls his dad and asks him for to do one thing for him, that he needs help, he's in a bad place, and the one thing that he wants him to do is for his dad to show up at therapy session so they can try and figure things out, and uh, Duncan is getting stressed out at this uh, session, and next thing you know, uh, his dad, Roger, also drops in pain. And they're both on the floor, huddled over with their like knees and their stomach in pain. Uh, kind of find out uh, his dad has a little uh, you know, monster that comes out of his ass, too. I don't know the technical term for these monsters. Uh, but we uh, clearly find out the ass monsters are a family condition that runs uh, clearly on the male side of this family. Um, and it's so weird because when... Uh, Duncan named Milo earlier. The therapist is like, I had a different name for that. And then when Roger's monster comes out of his butt, its name is Ralph. And they're just like, Ralph? Why Ralph? Anyways, um, so then we have a battle between Milo and Ralph. Uh, we kind of find out, though, whenever one of them gets like in pain, like if Milo gets hurt or Ralph gets hurt, the actual host's body actually feels the pain as well. So I think Milo got bit in the arm. So then Duncan felt the pain in his arm as well. So there is definitely a bond between the two. So I don't know if you fully kill the monster, if you kill the person as well. I don't, maybe, I'm assuming that's how that would work. So if so, that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, Milo goes apeshit crazy and starts stabbing Ralph. I don't know, he wraps something off the desk and gets Ralph down on his back and just literally starts stabbing the crap out of him. And uh, Duncan sees that his dad's in pain, so he goes over to his dad, and he's, like, holding him and trying to comfort him. And Duncan's dad um, says, you know, congrats on Sarah being pregnant. And Milo hears that, and that infuses his rage even more because I guess he doesn't want to have a sibling of some sort. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, which causes Milo to jump out of the building, and he's on the search for Sarah now because she's pregnant. And then we have Duncan, who's trying to, to run to his mom's place because his mom's having this get-together, and Sarah's there. This is like, I guess, yearly family get-together. Um, but yeah, he's running there. He's trying to get there. He's trying to call them. Uh, Sarah's not picking up her phone because it's in her purse. And he tries to call his mom, but 
on the midst of doing that, he drops his phone and breaks it, and he makes it to the house, and he gets inside the house, and then the movie is now at the beginning where it first starts out. Um, we have him barricading the door and yelling at Sarah to get down the basement to go hide. Um, but yeah, uh, she finally makes it into the basement, and before before doing that, yeah, this is the first time we actually I think hear Duncan says to her, you know, I love you. And pretty much, you know, be careful. Just go hide. Do as I say, please. Um, but yeah, she makes it in the basement. And she turns on the light because it's completely dark down there. And it's pretty much a bonded sex slave basement. Uh, there's a like a black leather sex bondage swing in the middle of the floor. And there's like paddles and everything. Um, and we hear a big bang. And it's Mile breaking down the front door. Um, we have the party outside. Um, Billy, the new boyfriend, the mom's like... You leave the TV on inside, and she's already outside, um, telling everyone to you know get away from the house, and she's telling everyone to grab tiki torches, to you know for protection. Uh, we then have Duncan who's trying to tell Milo, Milo that Sarah has left, and Milo's just like picks up Sarah's purse and like, uh, what's this about then? And um, Duncan's like, you know, us humans we forget stuff all the time, you know. I forget stuff all the time. You know, it's no big deal for me to forget my phone or something somewhere and just walk away with it. Uh, but at the same time when he's doing that, Sarah yells up from the basement. He's like, Duncan, is everything okay? Which then, you know, pisses off Milo and Milo um, takes off for the uh, basement. Uh, but yeah, at this whole point in time, uh, Duncan was also trying to talk to Milo, tell him to come home, tell him that everything's going to be fine. Uh, but the way that Milo gets to the basement which I thought was kind of interesting. It also explains how he can get in and out of someone's body. Um, he jumps for the sink, and he actually can fit his body down the the drain of the sink. Um, and then he pops out of this uh, sink that's in the basement. And then we have Milo, who's then starting to chase Sarah around the basement. Uh, Duncan's trying to get in, but the basement door is locked, so he has to go find an axe to break down the basement door. Um, Sarah at one point uses a sex paddle to smack Milo, which he then bounces off the, the wall and tackles her, and they tackle, get tackled into the sex swing, and then the swing breaks, and they fall on the ground, and I think uh, at this point Sarah gets uh, knocked out, and Milo rips her dress open around her stomach and just like kind of watches as the baby moves a little bit, just a tiny bit, because she's not that far pregnant, and at this point Duncan gets in, tackles Milo off of Sarah, um, and then Sarah finally wakes up and she runs outside and then Milo follows after her and everyone at the party is, you know, in shock and awe that this little hairless monster is coming at them. Uh, roughly so. And then Duncan follows behind uh, with the axe and then he starts cutting Milo to pieces. He cuts off like one of his arms and cuts off both of his feet and Milo's just kind of laying there, sat on the ground. And then, you know, Duncan... Uh, confronts Sarah and makes sure she's okay and then he looks over at Milo and sees how he's you know he's whimpering in pain and stuff so then he goes over to uh, check on Milo and holds him and you know I believe at this point Milo mutters out dada to him and Duncan kind of gets like a little teary eyed look and he asks for um, I believe a lady's scarf because he wants to like wrap him up and hold him like a baby pretty much um, come to find out though this whole time Duncan's mom knew about the the monsters that live inside of the person's body um, apparently she knew about the dad and she figured maybe it would just skip her son um, she didn't 
she didn't think to mention that at all for him having all those stomach pains. She's like, oh, I just uh, didn't assume it would be the same thing. We then have uh, Duncan and Sarah take Milo inside. He's wrapped up like a baby still, and uh, Duncan hands Milo to Sarah, and she, he's like, she's like, well, do we really have to live with him? Or does he have to go back inside you? And Duncan's like, yeah, he's a part of me. He has to. And uh, we then have Sarah, who's helping push Milo back up into uh, Duncan's backside, which I don't know if he's going to like be able to heal himself or how that's going to work. Because right at this point, Milo's missing an arm and both legs. So I don't know if being inside is going to heal him. How that works out, no idea. Uh, we then cut to a montage of Duncan talking about family and how much he wants everything to be a family. And he's much happier now. Uh, he's talking about he's at work giving a speech to all his employees because he's apparently a higher up now. And um, we then have him uh, talking to his therapist and then believe they're at the baby shower and um, one of the gifts to got the baby shower is like this weird ass knife and the dad's sitting at the baby shower as well and Duncan's feeding him cake because I don't know if he's like paralyzed or something I'm really not too sure um, he's not moving at all but he's just giving like this evil looking stare at Sarah and then we have a close up of Sarah's stomach and then we see the baby inside of it but then we go deeper inside of the baby and inside the baby is yet again another monster and that's how the movie ends. And, uh, yeah. It's a pretty interesting movie. Um, it's definitely different. I've never seen anything like it. F that's for sure. Um, out of 10, I would give it a solid 7.5. Just because it's very creative. And I love the monster effects. Uh, I think it's a very, I think it's pretty much practical effects by the looks of it. Um, it's a, not a super detailed creature. But it's definitely a very fun one. And just the the mugwai like sounds when he's hiding behind that curtain brings back a lot of memories it reminds me of gizmo a lot um but yeah it's an interesting movie about someone who's being stressed out and the monster inside them that's created by the stress comes out to help them essentially um definitely very good definitely highly recommend it um as for that we should pick our next movie which i've already pre-picked so that's the good for me you know not uh, leaving it to last minute and having to edit out like 10 minutes of looking up movies to see what I'm going to watch next. Uh, I decided to go with something a little bit newer and something I have not watched at all. So hopefully it's good. I hope so. Uh, we're going to watch Antlers. Uh, I believe it's from 2021. To, yeah, 2021, I believe. 2020. I think the DVD release came out this year, um, but I think it came out last year. I think, yeah, 2020 is what I'm seeing right here. It's a horror mystery. And 81% uh, of Google users apparently like it. Uh, I haven't even watched the trailer. I know nothing about it, but I will watch the trailer and I will link in the description below. So if you guys um, enjoy the podcast, you know, make sure to leave a comment. Uh, hit that like button wherever you might be watching it. Spotify, CastBox, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. As always, uh, you can find me on all social medias. I'll leave my link tree link down the bio below. Um, but yeah, at Typhonsign on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can check out my TikTok. You're probably not going to see anything because apparently I found out a couple days ago. I am shadow banned now for some goddamn reason. I don't know why, but we're going to try and get that fixed so more people can see my artwork. If not, 
you can always see the artwork on the Instagram and the Facebook page and Twitter. So it's not a big deal. Um, it is what it is. But until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace. Bye-bye.